Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers! Cheers! So, still not great for the binging and the bonging, but how's your week going? I mean, not bad. I mean, you're on your, what, fourth French 76? Right, right. So, my week is going great. I don't know what day it is. It's Sunday. things seem great. Yeah. Um, well, this actually was a good week. We actually had a good week. We did have a good week. We had a really good week. Uh, so, like, I got my shot. Yeah, Adam got his vaccination because he is eligible because he's old. Uh, yeah, um, thank you, Ohio, for opening up the 40-year-olds. And right. ha-ha in your face, youngin. Right, I'm 39. You don't so turn 40. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, I'm not eligible. <laughs> I mean, it's a hard cut. Like, I'm like, oof. I mean, you like, gotta draw a line somewhere. I mean, whatever. It's fine. I'm not... I'm not the most in need of a vaccine. It's it's not a big deal. The funny thing is, you're the youngest person on like this group thread we have going. Right. And, and everyone's so like, were... suck it! Yeah. <laughs> Even our teacher friend, who was like vaccinated for like a solid month now, was just like, right. yeah, up yours. Right. I was like, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's fine. They also announced that... Uh, Everyone 16 and up will be eligible in two weeks. So it's not like a super hard. Right. I can I can wait two weeks and I have a husband who lives on the internet who I'm sure can secure me an appointment. I got me a fucking PlayStation. So, you know, it's a skill set. It's true. It's true. If you can buy a PlayStation, then you could probably schedule a COVID vaccine. Yeah. Which is why my parents like had to have someone do it for them. Right. Thanks, sis. Right. There is um, volunteer opportunities for people who are tech savvy. For people all over the nation to schedule people who are less tech savvy. Like seriously, give me your name, all email you when it's like if you're in the Dayton area. Right. I got your back. If you're in the Dayton area, Adam's creating a whole like his own grassroots. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's Dayton scheduling thing. No, I don't think so. But like, I mean, we'll we'll figure something out if you really need me. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's been it's been okay. So I got that. Uh, Which is super exciting. I put some money down on a van, which is super exciting. Oh, yeah, we bought a van. I mean, we kind of bought a van. This we week has been bonkers. I don't even remember what happened. Uh, big thing that we're celebrating with the champagne. I guess so. Is uh, you put in your two weeks notice. I did put in my two weeks notice. And She's going to be a professional hopefully... podcaster. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully getting a different job. I mean, we'll see. I think, I mean. It is still all technically unofficial because they have to do my background check. You, uh, okay, so... But I am squeaky clean. Your background check is the most boring as fuck background check Truly, truly, I'm a very boring person. I've never done anything of consequence. <laughs> like, I mean, you've made impacts on people's lives, but, like, your work history is just, like, she showed up every day for eight years. Mm-hmm. And did what we asked her to. And did my job. Turns out, that is not a bad thing. I mean, it's fine. But, yeah, I am, I am kind of gripped by, uh ridiculous unnerving anxiety that i've put in like an eight instead of a three and they'll be like you're a liar you don't get this job anymore jared kushner revised his like 
clearance form his background check like but, 12 times. But he's Jared Kushner. Yeah, he's a rich white man. He's a rich white man. There's a lot of leeway in rich yeah, white manhood. That's true. We understand our privilege. We do. I accept that I'm not rich. Right, but you are a white man. Yeah, I'm a mediocre white man. You I are own it. the mediocrest of white men. It's fine. I own it. <laughs> like, mediocre white men. We rule the world. Like, that's what I we mean, do. Sometimes we get put in charge to prove our mediocrity. You and do, and it's, oof. It's kind of bad for everybody, but it's then you just great. kind of go back to your it's corners, and you're just like, well, I guess it could have been worse. But, like, nothing bad ever happens to you, so it's No, fine. not individually. No. Not individually. And not as a group. Mm-mm. Nope. No, we will we will come through this. We're like the cockroaches of the American demographics. Mm. It's, you know, see, nuclear war, that. mediocre white men would be scurrying out from under the couch. Like it's what? True. It's true. What? Out of the woodwork and be like, "Oh hey, bra, what's up?" Yep, we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. So, oh boy, but I don't know. It's been okay. Like it's been a really pretty good week. The weather is turning here. Yeah, it's starting to be. Um, I would say this is second spring. Yeah, at least. At least second spring at this right, point. Right, we have like three more springs before summer hits. Two more winters and like a fall just thrown in there for good reason. Right, right. We like to mix it up. Yeah, we do. I was so, uh, so the thing about our area is there's a lot of transient, like people coming in from like Air Force transfers and stuff. Right, lots of people who have lived in the South, lots of people who have lived in like fucking Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> like, and so like. From all over. I was talking to someone, it's like, yeah, I wasn't ready for spring to come this early. And it was like three weeks ago. And I was like, oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Time out. Mm-hmm. This is just the first spring. Right. Do not count on this There's going to be like more winter. And then we literally had snow like a week later. Mm-hmm. And then it was, now it's 70 again. And I'm like, but also be prepped for like mud. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Mud season. Mud, Fully mud wet. season. All the orange barrels come out and bloom. Like it's. It's not so spring is not a celebration in this area as it's much like as it is a cycle. You're it's like a cycle. It, it's the moment where you look and go, "Oh, it's getting better." Right, right. It's a bicycle, like where you're like you're mapping out the circle <sighs> of a bicycle, and every time it hits the pavement, it's that like swirly. That little map, yeah. Right. At some points, it goes back. It's like it's moving a... forward, but like there's as a, a collection, there's a lot of other movement. Yeah, indeed. It's like watching me run. There's a lot of other movement, but the overall trend is forward. I feel like you're a much better runner than I am. Uh, my running, so much of my movement is upward and not forward. because you're short. Right. Like, I am like a you're very... just trying to catch up with I'm me. a very bouncy runner. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not ideal for someone who wants to run. So... And therefore, I've never run, and it's fine with me. Uh, in high school, when we had to do the mile run, I did it okay. I actually turned in a pretty decent time, mm-hmm. but my gym coach was one of the track coaches. And he was like, hey, you're going to come up for track? And you're like, fuck you. And he, he looked at me and goes, <laughs> and one of the comments he re- he called my running flailing mm-hmm. as opposed to running. And I was just like, yeah, I've never like. I don't care. I don't care. Did I, I get a time? I play, I play the goddamn viola. Like, what makes yeah. you think I'm out here trying to be a track star? No, it was just that like. The way I, I ran in high school was I would just find somebody and stare at their back and run mm-hmm. until... And, until and, you cross the finish line and then you're I, like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. And as long as I was just focusing on them... Oh, I was just focusing on not fucking dying. Yeah. So... 
I just I picked the wrong kid no, one day. Because no one part of members. no part of my body wants to run. No. Like my body wants to stay and fight and vanquish my enemies. Thanks a lot, Vikings. Yeah, I mean you're good. I appreciate. I mean you can like hang out in a boat for two weeks and get off and be ready to roll. God damn! I just want to beat the shit out of people, but I don't ever want to run. I was gonna say you don't ever beat the shit out of people, and I was like that would also be good. But also true, I, I've never beat the shit out of an actual person. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when all the movies, you see the Vikings get out of their longboats and just like casually strolling up, like flexing it's and truly, then smashing. It's people. all I do. I just like flex. <laughs> yeah, that's all you do. You need some bl- like blue tattoos and like a braided beard. Mm. I mean, a braided Vikings? beard would be hard, but I could do some braided hair. There you go. You look like some of those characters out of like my, my board games. Yes, mm. yes, like that. What I don't know. Whatever redheaded character is in the like Vikings meet apocalypse in Colorado. Oh, you mean uh, yeah, Horizon but, Zero Dawn. But I could be her. Yes. No problem. Uh, Alloy. Sure. Is her name? Yeah. That is a surprisingly accurate definition of that game. With robot dinosaurs? Right. Vi- Vikings in the apocalypse with ro- robot dinosaurs in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, yeah, that is, that's a very... I feel, I feel like I got every point. It Really? Yeah, I don't know, it works. I'm, pr- I'm pretty you. good. We're paying attention. <laughs> I'm here for it. But it's a fun game. But we did watch a movie. Oh my god, we did. I've had many French 75s, so like, I don't remember a lot of things. Is it 75? Sure. I guess they wouldn't care about 76 in France. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we watched a movie. We watched a movie called Storks. Mm-hmm. It is about, well, storks. Storks who deliver I mean, babies. It's on the tin. But they don't. So They used to. Yeah, that's the montage in the in the beginning is how storks throughout history delivered babies but then the um, CEO of like Storks Incorporated decided to go in a different direction and basically pivoted the whole Stork enterprise. And so instead of making babies in the baby factory and delivering them to human parents, they were like, let's just be the del- delivery service for like essentially Amazon.com. Yeah, it's cornerstore.com. It's but corner it's store. It's, it's Amazon.com. So. We, that's where we kind of catch up with the story is like it's years and years later, like a mm-hmm. full like two 18, day, 18, 18 years, years later. later. So the last baby they were supposed to deliver. Yeah, we don't was, know this yet, but yeah, it was, she's still there. Mm-hmm. It was they, 18 years ago. Yeah. So um, we meet, the beginning is a guy named Junior. Junior. Who is a, a stork who delivers. What's the ex- life expectancy on a stork? Uh, storks can live for like 30 fucking years. Oh, you looked that up, huh? Yeah. I looked up how long do storks live. I looked up do storks have goddamn teeth. Like, I I punched in many things into Google during this movie. Oh, that's what I like, do awesome <laughs> stuff for your search history. I love it. Well, I was like, what's the deal with bird teeth, Google? Yeah. So, um, we meet Junior, who has just set, like, a new record for, like, best deliveries in one day or something. I don't right. know what it was. They're not salespeople. They're just delivery people. Right. They're, that's important. They mm-hmm. just do the delivery. They just do delivery. They are operation. just corporate go- drones in the gig economy. Yes. It It's hitting home. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stork is named Junior, which is weird. Yes, Junior. And it's not really established who his father is. 
but it's definitely implied that his father is the CEO of the company, Kelsey Grammer. Yes, Kelsey Grammer is Hunter. Hunter. Storks are not hunters, are they? I did not Google that. They eat fish, so they I guess maybe I'll fish. give them like a half yeah. a point on that. I think they eat live fish. I would guess. Yeah, I mean, so I would say hunters. But they kind of just like are in the stream and like... Yeah. They're not like... I feel like hawks and owls are, are like hunters. true hunters. Where they're like stalking their prey across uh, the areas. Tundra. Yes. And they are like, you know, they can hear a mouse's heartbeat under like fucking three feet of snow, for example. That is a true thing about That's an owl. Owls are fucking bonkers, guys. We have a friend that's like a super owl friend and she's like awesome. But I feel like storks just hang out in streams and just kind of like Hey fish, snap. Like snap up whatever's around. I feel like they're a little uh less skilled and that's probably just like some uh some deep-seated uh anti-storkism in me i mean i probably i probably should learn more are you an anti-storkite like, i mean I i'm not know. i don't feel like i am but i i probably should should know more i think we better. all need to like yeah we need to just like really take a minute and and develop our our views and make sure that i mean yeah i pro- I probably should make sure that my views are also i fucking hate birds so like whatever <laughs> You do kind of hate birds. I have. What if I was like, I really want a bird as a pet, like, and I was really like, it can't be in our bedroom. Here for the birds because they're loud and obnoxious. They are sometimes, sometimes loud. Yeah, but like, I don't want to. First off, I don't want to adjust my life to to a bird. A bird. They don't. But you would to a dog. Oh, a hundred percent. Dogs so are awesome. Interesting. So interesting. Birds are just poop factors. I've never had any kind of pet at all. Right. I have had a cat, I guess. Sort of. Your dad we, had a cat. My I dad know. had a cat. <laughs> she lived in our house. because No, was you like, lived in her house. Because like, she was part of my dad. <laughs> but Came with the deal. She was not anyone else's pet. She was only my dad's pet. And everyone else, she was like, I would fucking kill you. And my dad, she was like, I guess you're okay. <laughs> Fair but anyway, so um, Junior's this, he sets a new record, he goes up to the office to meet Hunter, and Hunter's like, listen, I'm getting promoted upstairs. Mm-hmm. I don't know where upstairs is from this. He's right. in charge it's, of the whole it's warehouse. It's very nebulous. But he's going to be promoted, and he wants Junior to come in as his new and be the boss. boss. And Junior's like, what? That's amazing. I've always wanted to be the boss. Comes with one requirement. He has to fire Tulip. Right. So Tulip. Tulip, So, okay. So Tulip, the reason they started, they stopped delivering babies is because this one stork named Jasper. Yep. Played by Danny Trejo. Yeah. Can we take a minute and talk about. Fucking wild. How much Danny Trejo is in kids movies. Yeah. So fucking much. Yeah. I like, think on the ratio of years served for violent felonies and number of children's movies in, Danny is a real outlier. Guys, Danny Trejo, kids' movies. I definitely looked it up. He's Let in all of it. the like Spy Kids films. Yeah. Danny Trejo, kids' movies. He is in all of the Spy, Hit, Spy Kids films. That's like He's four. in SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie Sponge on the Run. 
Oh, of course. He's in the movie The Book of Life, which is on Disney Plus right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's in a movie uh, called Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's in Dora the Explorer, The Lost City of Gold. That makes sense. Right. He's in R.L. Stein's Most Ghostly One Night in Doomhouse. I have nothing to add to sure, that. Sure, whatever. He's in the Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel movie. Okay. He's in Top Cat. What? <laughs> That's a movie? Yeah, in a movie called Top Cat. Weird. Danny okay. Trejo is in. I mean, he's also in Machete, which is not, I would argue, not a kid's movie. What? Um, the uh, Mexico, Mexico trilogy or whatever? Sure, whatever. He's in a movie called The No Sit List. I don't no know idea. what that means. Nope. Yeah. He's in Granddaddy Daycare. There's a sequel? Yes. And apparently da- Danny Trejo is in it. Wow. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it's fully half and half. Danny Trejo is in, like, fucking children's movies. And then, like, fucking everybody dies in violent murder movies. Usually because it of is, Danny Trejo. It is 50-50. That's amazing. He has quite the range. He I mean, I'm going to stop you there. There is never a movie in which I'm like, who is this? And they're like, it's Danny Trejo. It's like, that was poorly cast. Like, every time Danny Trejo is cast, I'm like, I see it. Well, also, I'm going to say every time Danny Trejo is cast, I'm like, yeah, it seems like a Danny Trejo part. Right. Like, But I guess he has some range. He does. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Um, but Junior's got a fire tulip. Yeah. The orphan. Because oh, okay. she's so, fucking terrible. So the, re- so the reason they stopped delivering storks is that Danny Trejo's character, who is a stork, fell in love with this baby and just, like, couldn't hand it over to his human parents. Right. So instead, adopted this baby as, he, like, broke the homing device, and, like, the baby became an orphan, and then the baby just, like, grew up in the factory. Because that's how that works. Right. They couldn't, like, like, this is the importance of keeping, like, paper records of your orders. Guys, yeah. Because just go back and be like, okay, who didn't get delivered? Right. Found this, it. It's gonna be like three days late, but we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. We yes. have a we have a retain of this baby. We'll send it. Yeah, like we got we got a uh we got a paper trail here and we, we can send a little apology note and like a gift certificate. Right. Like babies like come late all the time, it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just just it'd be fine. But no, they had to like no, they just kept her. Right. Oh, so then the the storks were like, We are stopping the baby making and we're pivoting really hard into online delivery yeah so then i assume humans of the world were like it's okay we got this we will just procreate uh the regular way with babies and they were fine with it i mean i like here's the thing that was always an option okay i have to say a popular one at that so do we have like two species of human where we have the factory created humans and the natural created humans? We have like, it's like fucking Gattaca with like god children. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't know how humans in general who love to separate people could be totally chill with stork delivered babies and like regular uh natural delivered babies being the same type of class i don't know yeah because we we, we do love to separate a peoples 
Yeah, like it would be total. Like you said, it would be a Gattaca situation. It would a hundred percent be a Gattaca situation. Yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, but this tulip, she's still hanging around. He just got a Junior's got a fire. He goes to fire her. She's like building fucking inventions to make a chicken, a quail, and an emu fly and herself. Right, right, because she just feels like they should fly. They have wings and they're birds and like. And she is also in this group because why the fuck not? Right. She is a flightless bird. She has um, severe impulse controls. So she was raised in a factory by fucking goddamn storks. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they expected. Yeah, pretty much. So um, that goes all kinds of pear shape and she ends up. Starting a fire which burns through the warehouse and right. causes untold amounts of damage. And this is why she's got to go. Because, right. like, she's just really bad for the bottom line. Because right. every time she's around... She's like, I'm only trying to help and I can't ever seem to help. And I'm bad at everything. The weird, Yeah. The weird thing is they, they show a graph of, like, when she's on vacation, like, there's peaks in productivity. And when she's not here, it... Like, or when she is here, like, there's, like, big dips. And I'm like... They just, like, send her on vacation. Just be like, you're on a world tour. Right. You're, like, international representative. Like, Yeah, go. Do your thing. Yeah. Be free and young and have fun. And I guess she is 17, so, like, maybe you can't She's 18. Do, but she's turning 18 in this movie, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, all right, so I needed to tell you something important you're she's like oh you came to wish me happy birthday that's so great you're such a big star around here i'm so flattered and honored right. it's and like it's a great. little rainbow in my day and junior's like i can't do this i can't destroy her dreams and fire her so he takes her to the letters office right she's like i have a very important job for you you are now like letters office supervisor yep you're gonna just be here in case yeah. someone sends a letter and she's like i didn't know we still got letters and he's like uh yeah it's so cool um, and he's like, all right, here's the letter office. Number one rule. She's like, always get it delivered on time. He's like, no, never fucking leave Just this room. Just don't leave. Just, Just be here room. forever. All you do is in this room. And she immediately starts hallucinating other versions of herself to talk to Oh my with. God, like, it's the best. <laughs> it was. It was like, it, it was like a Black Mirror episode. You haven't seen that. But, um. I haven't seen Black Mirror because I like sleeping at night. Yeah, fair. Uh, but it's, yeah, where all these, like, of the same person are having conversations with each other. Right, she she does move her hair around, where she takes her hair from, like, the top of her head to, like, a side ponytail to, like, two pigtails to, like, a fake beard. And it was like, did you hear? Did you hear about, like, Janice and Ted? And, like, she's like, no. She's like, yes, Janice and Ted are totally an item. And, like, then she, like, puts her hair into a beard and was like, what? Don't talk about Janice like that. And so she has a whole, like multi-personality breakdown and they end up going to hr and having intermediation and right like, but all it's all her it's all just her mm-hmm. and it turns out like yeah it's She's great like cool so i'm talking to myself so i'm extra crazy which she is because she's a human raised by sea like she's a storks. human raised by storks in a factory she's gonna have issues and also she's like put into immediate isolation so yeah. like yeah yeah, there's going to be some negative consequence of that. Right, right. So then we meet the kid. Uh, the baby? Nope. Oh. The kid. The Nate. Kid. Nate. Nate is running some kind of, like, 
secret ninja, agent, secret yeah. agent, mission, mission. Yeah, uh, and he calls in his backup, who don't show up, which means he gets attacked and killed by his stuffed animals. Right, he he dies because his parents are like high-powered real estate. Right, high-powered real estate lawyer people. By the way, do you know how to tell if you have a real estate agent in your Facebook feeds? No. Don't worry. You'll know. You'll know. It's You'll true. You'll fucking know. It's true. It's true. But anyway, so his parents are, are real estate agents, and they're kind of ignoring him because mm-hmm. they're busy with life. Right, they're like busy trying to live a life, and he's like a child. And like, I don't know if it's like spring break or summer or what. But, but he's home. He's home and annoying the shit out of his parents. And I'm like, hands up, relate, cool, gotcha. All right, I see that hand. I'm, I'm here for hand. it. And he's like, come play with me. Like, let's do this. Well, she was. he was like, you told me that you'd be here for backup. And instead, you didn't show up. And then this, like, evil teddy bear took over the world. And now he controls half of Europe. And epic tensions are on the rise. And it's all your fault. Yep. Which is a lot to put on your parents, really. Right. I appreciate the fact that he knows that epic tensions are on the rise. <laughs> I mean, in the modern day, unfortunately, I feel like that's not right, something right. that Right, right. Okay, listen to NPR and also knows that ethnic tensions are on the rise. Fair enough. Uh, and so his parents are like, fine, give us, give me like five more minutes we'll play with you. We'll stop and we'll play. And then they're in the car and they're like, we never stop. Not right. even for five minutes. And he's like, this is bullshit. I hate my parents. Right. And so next to him, a car pulls up mm-hmm. with um, some kids and the one kid is like, you're my brother and I love you and you live in my house. It's like, you're my best friend who lives in my house. This is amazing. And he's like, oh. And uh, I think one of our kids were like, yeah, that's exactly how siblings work. <laughs> that would be our middle, our daughter. She's and like, I was mm, like, not buying it. Yes. You have literally never said those words in my presence or in anyone else's presence. Or in anyone else's absence. Right. Either. Right. Literally never those words have escaped from your mouth. Yeah. And... They, um, they're, and he's like, listen, I want a sibling. I want a brother. Right. I decided I'm ready for a baby brother. And they're like nervous laughter. Right. And they're like, ha ha, that's so cute. Um, so here's the deal. We have you and you're perfect. And, and we're happy with just you and we're done. And there is a moment where they say, you're all we need. You're all we need. And it really kind of like puts the drop and reverb on the word we need. Yes. Yes. Where it's like obvious that the parents are thinking about the two of them and not him. And he hears that. Like, he, he, you, from his perspective, the all we need is the two of them versus him. Right, right. He's like, I need a brother. I need somebody to play with because you guys are always busy working on your yeah. stupid jobs. So the fact that you don't want one is kind of bullshit. Like, that's on you. But right. Like, I want this. So the kid ends up going up to the attic, finds an old stack of pamphlets for the store company. Right, so the store company used to deliver babies, doesn't anymore. Right, but all their paperwork's still around. Right, it's just around. And in the paperwork, he's like skimming very quickly through the paperwork. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, all right, so this is how it works. I write a letter to these guys, and they give me a baby. They give me a baby. And in the pamphlet... Uh, you can't see all of the pamphlet, but definitely the words Braxton Hicks oh, show yeah. up in like, the pamphlet. It it does, because they're like, so they only like, capitalize what? words. Yeah. Well, it's talking about, like, how it's much easier to get your baby delivered by storks than by, you know, 
Then by the other way. Yeah, and they're like, yo, Braxton hits with this situation. Like, we let you know and schedule it, and it's true. And right, like, right. It, it comes when, when it's ready for you, and not just whenever the baby decides to come. Right, and he's like, oh, well, that's cool. So mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to write a letter. Right, and he, he was like, uh, dear Stork Corporation, like... This is very adult. This is Henry Mr. and Sarah, very much adults, and we decided we wanted a baby. As an adult thing. As an adult decision. This is... And this is definitely not their older son, Nate, although our baby does 100% need ninja skills. Thank you. Thank you. Yours in adultness. Yes. <laughs> Henry and Sarah. Parentheses. Def- definitely not Nate, their child. Yes. And he um, mails it. Mm-hmm. And to StoreCorp. Yes. Which makes it to the only person manning the mail desk. Who is Tulip. Right. So apparently this was really bad. Uh, funny how that worked out. But right. like, here we are. And she's like, well, I have to deliver this letter or I'm not doing my job. Right. Even though the number one part of my job is never leave this area. But, and then she like pitches her voice and changes her hair and someone's like i'll cover it for you and he was like thanks man <laughs> meanwhile junior is going up to hunter's office to be like yeah i took care of the tulip situation like can i have my boss in the job now mm-hmm. well hunter like okay so hunter in the first time we saw him as junior left he pulls out like one of those like bouncy ball paddles hunter is played by kelsey Grammer. yeah who is evil t-dubs yeah he's not cool you don't know that yet well, I mean, he's Kelsey in, Grammer. In a twist no one saw coming. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer's evil? Literally everyone saw coming. Kelsey Grammer is 100% not believable. It's like a decent human. Um, I mean, I want to say X-Men movies when we play Beast, but that stretches human a lot. Yeah. He was decent, though. He was decent, but not human. So he go. can be decent... Or human. He's neither in this movie. He's neither in this movie, yes. So he had been like using a like bouncy ball paddle with a baby bird tied to it. Mm-hmm. When we meet him in this scene, he's like he's golfing, golfing with golfing baby birds. With like little baby Maybe birds. Maybe not baby birds, but like the small, fat, cute birds that you would just want to squeeze. Yeah. Maybe that's just a me thing. <laughs> yeah. But you know those little fat birds, you just want to squeeze them. No. No. I don't. I wouldn't ever actually squeeze them because, like, I'm truly terrified of getting my eyes pecked out. Thanks a lot, Cinderella. Not... What? So the... I missed that part. So the, um... The old school Cinderella... Oh, yeah. It's got dark as shit. Yeah, the old school Cinderella where her, um, fairy godmother is a tree. Mm Mm-hmm. Birds, like, peck out the eyes of her stepsisters. Yes. As, like penance or whatever and truly that description has like stuck with me since i was like seven years old that's frightening as goddamn terrifying yeah, it is thanks a lot thanks a lot Germans. brothers grim <laughs> yeah but uh while he's talk, hunter's talking to junior Ju- like tulip gets picked up trying to deliver the letter on the security cams and he's like frantically trying to turn right. off all he del- the feeds. Right, he deletes, he like, he unplugs the whatever and he was like, oh shit, 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 shit. Yep. And he's like, Only okay, I gotta I like mean. go talk to you later, uh, CEO guy who's like, when you're the boss, we'll like hang out and we'll wear suits together and we'll be like father and son and like. Yes, that'd be great. Right. So he goes 
to intercept Tulip, who is delivering the letter to the baby factory. The baby factory, which has been out of commission for, like, at least 18 years. So I want to ask you a question. Do you feel like maybe the baby factory versus corporate production is some sort of uh, commentary on the role of women in an overly, like, financialized world? Right, late-stage capitalism is a bitch to women? Yeah, do you think that maybe, like... I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. But maybe a but little I, bit of a high goal for this film, right? Right. It's a it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to to cram into a children's movie. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I feel like it dabbles. Yeah, it does dabble. Does dabble. Uh, so she sticks the letter in the slot of the baby factory again. That sentence. The baby factory. <laughs> there you go, and um, it turns back on, and. Like, starts doing its magic shit. Right, and makes a baby. While Junior's trying to turn it off, he ends up sticking his arm in this, like, really ridiculous, non-OSHA-approved emergency shut-off button. Truly, there needs to be, like, a very terrifying infographic of, like, people's hands being severed. Yeah. Which I have seen in many an equipment. Yeah. Like, some fucking ter- terrifying infographics. Yeah, I mean, I see those on just, like, little printers. I'm like, that you're, I can't put my hand in there. But, like, you know. I mean, sure. Sure, if you're, advan- if you're incentivized to do so. But he does end up turning it off, but he mangles his wing. Mm-hmm. But it's not before the machine runs its course. Right, and, and a, baby a baby is produced. Um, so yes. this baby is very cute and but, has pink hair. Well, we don't know that. It's in a tin. It's like oh, in yes. a bell right now. Yeah, it's in, it's in a little pod. And so they're like, what the fuck do we do? Um, and he's like, what do we got to do? We got to do... like, well, we have to deliver this baby to their humans. Yeah. Because Because we we always make a delivery. That's like the stork guarantee. And also, like, if we don't, there's like a dead baby. Right. (laughs) What are we going to do with this goddamn baby? We're just going to have another baby raised by, like, storks in a warehouse. Like, we already have seen how that turned out. Yeah, it turned out very poorly. not great. Not great. So we need to get rid of this baby. We need to do what we need to do. Um, and then Pigeon Toady, the like little like blue hair headed guy with a toupee. Right. So it's a pigeon with a toupee and he's like a hundred percent a like super spy slash detective. But also like the most obnoxious person in your office. He's just bruh. Bruh. Did you see the game last night? With like a real a lot of vocal fry. I'm here for the vocal fry. You are. Always. Um, but he he's so obnoxious. He sees them kind of trying to do it and tries to engage them in conversation. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was amazing. Game. Can't believe it. And then they escape. And he's like, what do they have? Do they have like a like a baby container? Like, thing? it seems very strange. But he figures it out. Um, and knows something's up. And so... They're going to deliver this baby, and 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 Junior's like, all right, fine. I'm going to take off. I'm going to do this. I got this. I'm going to fly to wherever this baby goes. He tries to fly. His wing's mangled. He can't do right. it. He so he needs to And Tulip's like, it's okay. I made this entire contraband uh, airplane. airplane to, like, find my real parents. But, like... No, she says initially to deliver packages. To deliver packages. But later she, we find out it's for yeah. her to find her real parents. Which is obvious because as soon as they take off of this, they have to tape the baby to the side of it. Like, there's no right. there's no luggage compartment. Right. And it's like, if you made this for packages, like, why does it have luggage? She's like, I don't know, I'm dumb. 
Like, let's just go. So they take off in this, and, you know, the first thing she says, like, let me show you how to fly this. And um, Junior's like, I'm a bird. I know how to fly this stuff. And, like, immediately the next quote is like, I was wrong. I was immediately wrong. As this thing, like, falls out of the... The right. warehouse. Right, and she's like, Why don't you put it on the autopilot? And he's like, I don't know, why didn't you put it on the autopilot? She's like, You said you know what you were doing, you jackal. Right. Again, maybe taking a swipe at toxic masculinity. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. 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 Again, I, I maybe make a little more of this movie than it needs, <laughs> but like the like mansplaining, I know what I'm doing. No, like, do you? Do you really? Just shut up and listen to the woman that built this fucking machine. It's true. Like, she knows what she's doing. Just because she has a uterus doesn't mean she's a moron. Right. Right. They're not... They're not uh, Unfortunately... No like, correlation. Yeah, there's not a lot of correlation between, like, uterus and idiots. But, like, I find testicles and idiots do have a stronger correlation. I mean, it's the testosterone. It, like, floods your brain and it makes you feel like you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do that on this podcast all the <laughs> fucking time. I was, like, so wrong about, like, PG-13 so, last week. So, so like, many things. So many things I'm wrong about. But I'm I just mean, going full of confidence and bravado like, I don't alcohol. assert anything in this podcast because I don't fucking know anything either. Well, also, that's your conditioning as a lady to not right. stand up strongly to, for your opinions. And right. I just, like, right, swagger in. <laughs> like, full of alcohol and bravado. Like, yes. I got this. Yes. That's what we do here. Guys. That's one of the services we provide. If you're not getting enough of that at work, ladies, oh. I'm glad to put that into your lives. <laughs> Although I do appreciate that you're like, so it turns out I was wrong about everything last week. And I'm oh, like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> like I put in the notes for last week. I was like, I'm very sorry. I screwed up so hard on the origin of the PG-13 rating. Like, it's just. It's okay. If you're listening to that and be like, that's not it fucking not it at all. It is not a well-researched podcast. It wasn't Raiders. It was Temple of Doom that caused the 13. Oh, Temple of Doom. Which was rough. Temple of Doom was some dark shit, guys. Do not write a movie when you're going through a rough divorce. Like, I understand great. Or do, but don't make it a kid's film. Yes. I understand great art can come from suffering, but, like, this was not a good example of that. No, definitely not. Yeah. Anyway, so they take off, um, and the crazy bird, Jasper, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, sees them, and he's like, my, Danny Trejo! Danny Trejo's like, my baby! And, like, flies off to, like, oh. chase him down. Flashback to Nate and his family. Yes. Okay, Nate and his family. And Nate is doing some shit. And yeah, he's, like, like, building, like, a... It's a stork landing zone. Yeah, a stork landing zone on their roof. Well, it's in their yard initially, but his dad comes out and is like, the fuck are you doing? He's like, hey, dad, how's it going? You want to, like, help me out? And dad's like... No, I mean, I got a job and shit. And he's like, it's okay, you can go back to your job, like, guilt-free. Time to go back in your job. I mean, I'll be a teenager before you know it. And, like, I'll only idolize you for, like, maybe two more years. And do you remember when I was a baby? That was, like, a second ago. <laughs> like, lays on the guilt deep. And it sounds like, okay, fine, I'll play with fine, you. Fine, I'll play with you for, like, five more minutes and then we have to stop. And so they start working on building this stork landing zone. Again, just kind of entering into his fantasy as far as dad knows. Like, right. this isn't a thing, but, like... Maybe, okay, maybe this wouldn't be so bad. Like, you can see Dad's kind of, kind of... Like, yeah, and I do... this. You are in the sweet spot of, like, not a sassy teenager, but, like, knowing how to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, truly the sweet spot of parenting. Yep. Like, the, the parenting everyone dreams of. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, the pigeon, we flash back to the, the warehouse. The pigeon yes. is starting to, like, put the clues together and be like, oh, they made a baby. They made a baby, and now they're delivering this baby. Scandal. And he's, like, really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Tulip and Junior are in a plane. Yes. Um, and They crash the plane, though, because the baby's crying. Well, okay, so first off, Tulip's like, why do you want to be boss? And Junior's like, of course I want to be a boss. I want to, like, Being be boss. Being boss is great. Yeah, but what about being boss is great. Like, what do you want to do? The bossiness? Yeah, but what do you want to do? Be the boss? And she's like, that sounds like bullshit. Like... Right, like, clearly you don't want to be the boss for the best reasons. And he, like, ends up yelling at her, and she almost falls out of the plane. There's a whole drama sequence there. But when he pulls her back in, that's when the baby kind of wakes up and starts crying. baby wakes up and starts crying. And some, like, apparently biological, like, thing clicks off in tulip and she's like i can't stand it i have to check on the baby remember all that thing i said about this movie maybe being a metaphor for like woke feminism i mean maybe i take it back right yeah. in this scene like it okay so way there's, hard back on yeah, that like women are definitely socialized to hear babies cries more than men sure but i don't know that it's like any kind of gender specificity or, like, based on whatever. Like, and I definitely, as a, like, single person before I had kids, would hear babies cry. And I was like, oh, that's her mom's problem. Like, and it did not bother me at fucking all. So remember... And then even more after I had my own kids, I was like, it's not my baby. <laughs> so remember when we were in the hospital with our eldest? Yes, I and do. And he was crying? I'm sure I you do. do. I do remember and this specific moment. he was crying... And I was asleep on the couch, and you were asleep in the bed, and you had just had an emergency C-section, so you're in no position to get Where this kid. I could not even sit up on my own. And so you're like, Adam, Adam, wake up. Adam, wake up. At one point, you, like, maneuvered yourself so you could get the pillow out from behind you and threw it at me. And you still did not wake up. Still did not wake up. And finally, I was like, fuck all, I have to call the nurse. And as soon as you made that decision, my phone i got a text you got a fucking text not even from me but from like i don't know espn yeah and my phone was on silent so it wasn't even like the beep sound it was just the buzz buzz by Mm -hmm. my head and i woke up and checked it and you were like i was sure at that moment i was like i fucking hate you we were never having another (laughs) child but we've had two since then so apparently right right the brain is crazy the brain's crazy so, uh, so maybe there's something there. But yeah, anyway. but truly, truly, that was like the most definitive part of our parenting. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. So, um, because her her baby's radar is super sensitive, she causes her to crash the plane right, again. She's like, I'm I take go check a on the lot baby. of my grace. Like you, you put it on autopilot. I gotta go. Bye. And so it crashes. Mm-hmm. And so they check over the pod to check on the baby after the plane crash, and it's just like. Baby is fine. Militantly She's cute. Militantly cute. She has pink hair. Mm-hmm. And our kid is like, why do the babies have pink hair? And I was like, I don't know. This is a whole universe where storks deliver babies. Like, why is pink hair the thing that's throwing you off? Yeah, fair enough. Um, and Junior, like, takes off with the baby. He's like, listen, I'm just going to deliver this fucking baby by Like, on myself. On myself. And as he's walking through the frozen wasteland, wolves. Wolves. Yeah. So the babies take the wolf? Yeah, The well, the wolf takes the baby. The wolf takes the baby. That's, I think, what you were trying to say. But That's you're... 100% what I was trying to say, but I have many French 75s in. Yeah, and, like, well, and so they wake up, they knock, um, they knock, 
Junior unconscious. And he wakes up. He's hanging upside down by his feet in the wolf den. And the wolves are like, we're going to eat the baby. We're going to eat the baby. But then the baby gives them cute eyes and... They're like, never mind, this baby's a wolf now. Yeah, like, like we adopt this baby, we, we will adopt this, this baby. baby, we will raise it as our own. It's like, Which, re- like, truly, wolves have been raising humans forever. Well, in, in our defense, humans have been raising wolves as well. So well, like, it cuts both ways. We're, we're kind of, like, willing to take both into our tribe. Right. So right. that's, I mean, good for us. Mm-hmm. It's it's good not to see. We don't see species. Yeah, we're well, species <laughs> wolves are, will raise humans. Humans will raise wolves. So, um, Junior's like, cool, great. Got it to a family. Right, Not its I'm original done. family. <laughs> we're good. Let's call it victory. I'm sure she'll live a great life. And Tuob's like, uh, no. No, this is not that baby, this is not the family that ordered this baby. They'll be waiting and excited for a baby. And then you just gave it to the wolves. Like, like, you can't do this. Like, babies are better than this. They're smart. They all understand the difference. Like, mm-hmm. and Junior's like, listen, you're like a big baby apologist. You're like a baby, you sound like a baby that learned how to talk. And she goes, um, I am a baby that learned how to talk. Thank you very much. Literally what a human is. Like, all humans are babies that learned how to talk. Yeah, and so they start, like, fighting while they're hanging and smashing into each other, mm-hmm. and the baby starts laughing. Right. And the wolves are like, keep doing that or else you're dead. As long as this baby is happy, you live. As soon as you're done, like, we'll eat you. Right. And so it becomes a slapstick thing, and Tulva convinces them to cut them down so they can do it right, harder. Right, so she can beat the shit out of uh, Junior more. And she was like, I mean, also I'm real mad at you. So yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't mind there's be- a lot of catharsis I don't mind beating here. the shit out of you because you're fucking the worst. Oh yeah, he is. And so she asks for bigger and bigger sticks, and when she finally gets a stick big enough, mm-hmm. she bashes in some wolf heads. Right, and she was like, let's take the baby, let's go, bye! I mean, like, first off, Junior should be pretty much a puddle at this point. I mean, he should be, but she's real, uh mindful about how she beats the shit out of him yeah like it is like a mafia beating where it like doesn't leave marks or like really like permanent damage but it definitely imparted a lot of pain it definitely hurts yes so they're taken off they run across this like rope bridge which why is there a rope bridge in a wolf den it's a mystery it truly is it it is a mystery and they cut the rope bridge so the wolves can't follow them they're like haha suck it and gloating on the other side of the bridge when they should be running they should be running the fuck away. Because the wolves are like, Wolves, assemble bridge! And they make and then, a fucking and suspension they bridge. they make a suspension bridge out of wolves. Because that's how wolves and, work. And uh, Junior's like, what are they doing? And Tulip's like, uh, they're making a suspension bridge out of wolves. And he was like, of course they are. <laughs> so let's take off. So they take off towards the thing. They're running towards what's left of the airplane. And Tulip's like, I got it working again. Like, we just need to get there. And he's like, okay, fine. But while they're running, um, Tulip falls a little bit behind, falls into a crevasse. Mm -hmm. As the wolves are coming, Junior has this whole crisis moment where he's like, I'm just going to take off in this plane and leave her to be eaten. This solves two birds, one stone. Right. Like, you don't have to fire her and, like... I'll get this baby delivered and... Right. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. But he had to go back for her. Right. He goes back for her and he rescues her. And brings her onto the thing. And she... He's about to hit the autopilot. She's like, the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I was going to hit. She's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't fly anymore. It's now a hovercraft. And she hits like a bun- bunch of series of switches, which is important because if he had just followed that instinct to like leave her ass behind. No, he would have died. He would have died. Like it wouldn't have worked. She had the knowledge. She mm-hmm. listened to your women folk. It's true. And so she gets him off the top of this glacier 
down down a um like waterfall lands on the water and takes off the wolves pursue first as a boat mm-hmm. then as a submarine right wolves can make a submarine there's a lot of things i learned in this movie i don't think that's like, really true like sharks have teeth they do it did lead me to a whole google of like why the fuck don't birds have teeth they're from dinosaurs Mm-hmm. And it turns out that there is a gene in all modern birds that turns off the, like, whatever, teethiness. Yeah. That, like, so they all have the genes to make teeth, but they all have another gene that's, like, actually, Never like, mind. forget it, don't make teeth. JK, no teeth. Yeah. But many birds do have, like, ridged beaks, which um, look like teeth, but are technically not teeth. And it seems like it's a real, it's a real, like, mincing of words <laughs> on the internet. I don't. And you're like, I don't know, they fucking look like teeth. They're, like, white and, like, pointy. And they're like, they're not technically teeth. They're not the same. And I was like, I feel like. I feel like I'm not an evolutionary biologist, so I can't really weigh in I'm on not that, an evolutionary but biologist, but I feel I like I don't want to be bit by a fake teeth or real teeth. Right, right. I feel like this is, this is kind of like. We said that birds don't have teeth, so they don't have teeth. And you're like, what about this goose that has, like, real fucking, like, sharp things in their mouth? And, like, they're not teeth. They're something else. (laughs) Those are pseudo-teeth. Right. They're called something else. I don't remember what it is. I can look it up on my phone. It's probably something to do with dentals. No. It starts with a T. Anyway. Teeth? No, it's not. It's not the same. (laughs) Anyway. um, But we flash back, and uh, Nate and his dad are up on the roof and they painted the roof like with a bullseye they've got like some lights going up they've got some stuff and they're getting ready to demolish the chimney when mom comes out and is like the fuck are you boys doing right and nate's like oh yeah i guess it's time for you to go in mom's here and moms are no fun so like guess yeah. D- dads are fun and like moms are serious and she was so, like fuck all of you <laughs> so i'm gonna like demolish this fucking chimney and she like climbs up grabs a sledgehammer takes a swing of the chimney and it explodes like just in a mm-hmm. cloud of dust and everybody looks at her and goes wow that was that was a really crappy chimney. She's like, I know, right? I'm like a very tidy woman, and I just took that out in one hit. Right, it was yeah, not, I think it was not a well-made chimney. Yeah, wow. So, some birds have tooth-like serrations called tomia that run along the edges of their bills, but they're not teeth. Bullshit. Right. I was like, I mean, I feel like that's very mincing words. Mm-hmm. Birds of prey, such as falcons, may have tomial tooth on their upper mandible, which they use to sever prey vertebrae, but they're oh. not teeth. And you're like, okay, because they're not coated in enamel. Uh, that's some real toothist bullshit. Right, I feel, like, I feel like that's some toothist bullshit. Also, many baby birds have what's known as egg tooth, which is a small, sharp structure on the end of their beak to help poke the, poke the egg. But then it's good like... Actually, the... all birds have egg tooth except for, like, kiwi birds. Of they... course, those things are... Who, do, who don't have egg tooth because they're their own thing. They have almost fur, so like, what the fuck? Right. So anyway. We learned something. All Educational that. moment. Glad to right. be a service. Right. This movie made me Google many things about birds. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. We go back. Junior and Tulip are floating down the river in their like little hovercraft thing. Right. And um, she sings like, like they pull up on the shore 
Or no, they're trying to make the baby happy, and they're doing songs. Mm-hmm. And Tulip does it like, you are a baby rap. That is like, absolutely But she terrifying. doesn't love it. No. The baby doesn't love it. And Junior only knows corporate jingles, which the baby is cool with. Right. And then somehow, doesn't uh, Junior, like, stab the edge? Yeah, she's like, how come you only know this stuff? Like, what about your childhood? Don't, don't you don't know, like, baby songs? And he's like... Yeah, this looks like a good place to stab for the night. And he, like, pulls out he, a knife from no fucking where. Right. He doesn't have pockets or a jacket or anything. Like, where was he carrying this goddamn knife? Did you Google whether or not storks are marsupials? Ooh. Are storks marsupials? They're not. They're not? Absolutely. Right. I mean, anyway. some, some like, birds have pockets, though, in their wings. Do they? I think so. Again, I'm not an expert, so that seems weird, though, but that's awesome. And so he stabs the boat, and they just, like, go up on the shore. Um, and the big detective lands on the top of the glacier, finds the ruins of parts of the plane, starts putting it together, starts interviewing local wildlife about whether they've seen a curly red-headed girl and a seagull come through this way. And a couple of people have. So most people haven't. And he finds, like, a diaper, and he sniffs it. Like, it's a whole montage thing. I don't think birds have pockets. I don't think so. Bats have pockets, There though. you go. Um, and so, they, like, this pigeon detective is, like, on their trail. Like, that's the thing. Why? Why does he fucking care? I mean, he's here for the corporate espionage. Like, I'm going to take your job. But he's like, first off, why is a pigeon in Stork Corp? Right. Also, the pigeon wears a toupee. Also, his name is Pigeon Toady. Pigeon Toady. So he's like a stool pigeon slash toady slash, like, I, that's the very obvious metaphor they're making. Yes. But, like, he's just, he's less the usefulest character other than the fact that someone needs to rat out mm-hmm. the stork back home. And I guess. That's his job. That's his job. As the Pigeon Toady. This, this, this story needs a villain and it shall be me. In kind of an Iago kind of way. Right, right. Like Othello Iago, not like Aladdin Iago. I mean, they're both villains, but one Iago starts as a villain and, like, stays that way. Yeah, and is also a bird, which... I mean, there's no reason Iago couldn't be a bird. I mean, I feel like the fact that it was written in Elizabethan England and he was not described as actually being a bird means that he probably wasn't. There's so many versions of Shakespeare. There's one where like, that Iago is also a bird. There's one where Iago is also a bird. And I probably am, voiced I am by, sure. I am sure of it. probably voiced by Godfrey. Right. Because what the fuck else is he doing? Nothing. Being Did you see the thing where he read like Fifty Shades of Grey? No. Because I do not watch videos on the internet because I'm not like 13. Fifty Shades of Grey with Gilbert Godfrey's voice is just Very cringy. Terrible. I mean, it's terrible anyway. Very cringy. But, like, it's just... Anyway. Um, so... Um, Tulip is kind of asking what's going on back there. And Junior's, like, not really having it. But he's like, I'm just afraid this baby's going to, like, ruin my whole life. Which, again, maybe a metaphor. Or maybe, maybe. pretty on the nose. Um, and she's like... And she again asks, like, why do you want to be the boss? You know, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to have happen? And he's like, I don't know. I just want to be the boss. She's like, well, maybe you could, like, 
expanded out to have better representation from other bird species. Right. He was like, what like, would you do if you were the boss? And he, she was like, well, I would definitely focus on hiring a more diverse uh, team of birds and humans. And I would, you know, like, modify the, like, cornerstone, like, or the cornerstore.com uh, warehouse, because that place is a dump and sad. And, like, like, she, she, like, she had, like, things, like, yeah, she had, like, the all these head. points. And he was like, wow, you were very prepared for that question. <laughs> yeah. Also, at this point, she's, like, kind of making him relax, and she's, like, playing with his hair, and she ends up making, like, cornrows. Right. She's like, I'm going to 100% braid your feathers. And he's like, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's also like, listen, I need to be clear with you. I didn't build that plane to deliver packages. I built it to find my family. Like, that's right. the one thing I really want out of life. Like, when I was 18, I was going to take off and, like, see if I could find my family. Right. I have only, like, a portion of the homing beacon. That Yeah, that was going to tell the stork where to find them. But, right. like, I think that's enough. Like, that and my heart and my love and my... Right. And my just grit. Like, I can figure this figure out. figure this out. And he's like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Like, if I just would have left her to her own devices and maybe helped her, like, I could have got rid of her. But instead, I had to, like, sabotage her and I can't get rid of her. Like, turns out... I suck at being bad. I'm a bad manager. Mm-hmm. But Junior's like, all right, listen, we'll find your family. Also, at this point, uh, Tulip decides Tulip. she wants to name the baby. Yes. Diamond Destiny. Right. She names this baby Diamond Destiny. I was like, you can very clearly tell that she's never been part of a human society. Yeah. This is not a great name. This is a stripper name. It's a real stripper name. It really is. Yeah. Not that I know a lot of strippers personally. I don't. I don't. I don't. I should. I should work on that. Uh, that part of my. That I mean, part of my friendship it's, circle. It's really hard for me to go out and be like trying you to make friends know. with strippers. Like you know. I feel like I. Like I need to. Stay. Like, stay in your friendship circle. I think yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Like if I happen to make a friend and it turns out that was a history historic point like cool yeah like, not a big deal that's fine you do what you do that's great mm -hmm. but like uh, yeah i probably shouldn't seek those out in particular right she doesn't want to name the baby diamond destiny all right yeah and then there's the a baby whole, doesn't fall asleep yeah and there's a whole like you go to sleep and i'll stay up with the baby argument which we've had which have we yes i think but i usually abandon it you were like, okay, bye. Yeah, well, it also doesn't help that you were the one with the boobs. Right, I was the one with the boobs. The magical boobs that feed the baby. Right, so like, when the baby was hungry, I'm like, there's not much I can do for it. I mean, which was not true, because I pumped throughout all of my pregnancy, even though I also nursed, and there were bottles in the fridge. And I did occasionally help with that. Yeah, I, like, defi I definitely was like, you're in charge. Like, I'm going to bed. And you're in charge if the baby wakes up and needs anything between now and, like, three in the morning. Yeah. That is your job. And I will take over from, like, 3.01. And I definitely remember you waking me up at, like, 3.01. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yep. It It sucks, by the way. Yeah. Not for the not for not for the faint of heart, but no. you know, like it's also a very temporary part of life. Yep. So, but they had that whole like, you go to bed. No, you go to bed. Okay, fine. And so, I'm in bed. And she's like, I can't believe you went to bed. And he's like, But you told me it was okay. Yeah, but I wanted you to tell me you wouldn't. Oh fuck! What the fuck? So anyway, Pigeon spots them while they're kind of like 
sleeping and there's a whole how do you like me now montage yes how do you like me now with like song yeah and dance and choreography mm-hmm. where he like has this whole fantasy of him going to tell hunter that about what happened the the ceo pitch right. their stork about what happened it it actually ends up with him being in the sauna with the ceo's dork telling him what happened right but then the sauna is in an elevator yeah it's a whole thing blown. yeah and so yeah. <laughs> so, um, they then we go back to the camp where the uh, where Junior and Tulip are, um, and the baby, and the baby, and Junior gives the "you made it, you deal with it" argument to Tulip, and like you see the like murder in her eyes, and we're like, "Oh yeah, buddy, Mm-mm. no, nope, 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 nope. This is nope. You you dumb fucked up, buddy." But then there's like a travel montage with a construction montage to uh to the song ain't you was right right and they do uh uh bounce around with like trying to feed the baby baby food does it go well where the baby rejects all the baby food but then they like distract her with like a rattle Mm. and like a finally the baby eats and they're like yes we win this is a fresh new baby you can't feed a fresh new baby baby this baby is clearly like four months old at least so, um, meanwhile, the construction part of this montage is um, Nate and his family building an increasingly elaborate landing zone. Right. And, like, also, like, Tulip and Junior are, like, bonding. Nate and his family are bonding. Like, that's the parallel through this moment. Right, right. Everybody's starting to look at each other and enjoy each other's company and, like, see each other with new eyes and be excited to be around each other. Um, but it's obvious, like, this can't go well. Mm-hmm. Because then we cut back to the pigeon. The pigeon. Who's changing the address on the beacon while everybody's distracted. Right. So, the, yeah. So, the pigeon changes the address on the beacon of the baby. And they take it to where the baby is supposed to be. Well. Also. There's a there's another scene in here. Right. Also. Uh, loading dock. Junior is like, I'll figure out where. To Tulip. It's like, you can. We'll figure out where your parents are, and we can go. Yeah, we'll do that too. We'll see your parents. We can do that first. So, um, Tulip and Junior are then at a like a dockyard, sneaking around because they because they don't have a flying boat. They don't have a or they don't have an airplane. They don't have a boat. They got to get on a boat to take the boat to the city, so they can then hand walk this baby to the thing to the front door to the front door. Um, they almost get spotted. They get avoided. Um, but the boat's leaving when the wolf pack shows up. The wolf pack. They yes. change that, chase them into a glass factory, which is a problem. Right, because birds can't see glass. Right. So he has to rely on Tulip to mm-hmm. steer him through it, which he does a shit job of doing. And he hits like every pane of glass in that factory. I mean, not every, but like 80%. I have to wonder if maybe there was not some slight catharsis. So residual, like, I'm still mad at you for being an asshole. Yeah, and also treating me like you don't need me, like you're the best thing ever, and you can't even see a fucking pane of glass. Right. So I'm going to run your ass into one, and another, and another, and another. And she's like, oops, sorry. And also it turns out, if you go, I don't fucking need you to find this baby's house. Right. Like I have the I have the dongle. I can get this baby where I need to go. You are the useless one. In You're this the one who needs me, not the other way around. But they get through it. 
when the scary bird uh, shows up, Lester. Oh, Lester. Shows up to kind of. Is it Lester? Jasper. Jasper. That's right. Sorry. Jasper is the bird that had Tulip. Yeah. And, and was so, supposed to deliver her. So he picks up Tulip and um, Junior together and then drops them on the boat to escape the the wolves. And they have like a whole talk about how he's like, listen, I, I fell in love with you. Like, I loved you. I wanted the best for you. I thought maybe I could be the best for you, but I realized I was wrong. In the meantime, I put all of your homing beacon together except for one sliver so, like, here's my, like, thing I've been doing as goodwill. Like, will you forgive me? She's like, I have the other sliver. And he's like, holy shit, we can put that together. We can find out where you go. Let's find your people. And so they do. And, like, it comes on because that's how that works. And she can find her family. Like, she has her map. And they're like, right. all right, well, let's okay. Go, then Let's go find your family. Then first, let's deliver the baby. Like, let's get the baby where it needs to be and be safe. And there's a whole thing. And... Junior is like really salty about the whole thing, right? Because he has realized in the in the journey that like Tulip and the baby is also his family. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like salty about it. You're just gonna abandon me like this and like all this. Like I was sent to fire you, and Tulip's like the fuck. He's like, yeah, that's what this was. I wasn't like promoting you. I wasn't. I was just trying to get you out of the way. Like everything that's happened has been because of you and like me trying to not fire you and then you just fucking that up and so she's like fine peace out and like i'll find my fam and like and i'm done i'm done like there's nothing for me at stork island there's nobody wants me there i'm just gonna like go to the humans and like it'll be fine so it's like a weird breakup like junior takes the baby lester takes um or jasper takes um tulip tulip and they're on their way so Tulip goes to her parents' house and is about to ring the bell. And Jasper's videotaping. He's like, all right, any minute now. Meanwhile, yeah. uh, the junior takes the baby to the house. Yeah. And, we and you s- see Nate and his parents. Waiting patiently. Yeah, the a doorbell ring and what looks like a stork's... Um, outline. Outline at the door. And they're like, oh, they come to the door. I guess we didn't make to, need to make this elaborate uh, landing system. But that's sweet. Yep. Turns out it's a code inspection officer who's like, listen, all this has to come down. Like, there's no way this is safe. Yeah, and meanwhile, Jasper is in this, uh, like, abandoned warehouse district. And he was like, how do you even think this was her office? It's like, I don't know, just gentrification. <laughs> like, I don't know. And um, it's, yeah, it's Hunter and the Pigeon and mm-hmm. a bunch of penguins. That'll be important. A uh, bunch of penguins. And they penguins ta- who don't have teeth but have, like, ridged tongues they're fucking terrifying thanks a lot google all right yeah for real um anyway and so these pigeons or so hunter and the pigeon are like we're gonna take this baby from you we're not giving it to its family because if word gets out that you can get a family a baby by writing us like it's gonna we're make gonna us, get so many letters it's gonna, gonna some, be the worst it's gonna be the worst and then like our reviews will tank because people are getting what they expected so like we can't do this and he's like, so what are you going to do with the baby? He's like, well, give it to the penguins. They have, like, wildlife documentaries about how good babysitters they are. And it cuts to, like, a black and white picture of, like, a penguin sitting on top of an egg. And then, like, this seal, like, jumps up, grabs the penguin off the egg and t- drags it into the water. And the egg's just sitting there. And Hunter's like, 
it'll be fine. Like, and you can see, like, Junior's like, no, no, it won't. No, this baby is important to me. And this is where you realize that, guys, Kelsey Grammer's the villain. Mm-hmm. In a uh, twist seen by, I'm going to say, absolutely everyone. Yep. Because Kelsey Grammer is just not believable as a decent human. Right. So then Tula, like, race, decides not to ring her family's doorbell, races to where the ba- the baby is supposed to be delivered, which is the house where now mm-hmm. Junior is. And it was like, busts through the door and is like, oh, fuck. Like we're Ju- And Junior is tied up with, like, a baby bonnet on his head. And a pacifier in his mouth. And a pacifier in his mouth. Which is like, oh, shit. She's like, what happened? She's like, we, um, they got the baby. And she's like. All right, let's do this. She orders a refrigerator. It's delivered. They jump in the refrigerator and hit return. Right. It's picked back up and taken to Stork. Um, yeah, Stork, headquarters. All of this is like in minutes. Like in moments. And like Junior literally like busts out of the box and like, man, I'm really sure I would have thought of that like a day or two ago. That seems to be like a really easy way to travel. She's like, yeah, I do it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. again, listen to the woman in your life. But they arrive in the middle of Stork. Storkon. Storkon. Yeah, they've talked about Storkon. It's like from the beginning of this movie. It's the one weekend, week, whatever, a year where all storks assemble and they talk about like all the storkness. Yeah, and all the company stuff. It's like, it's like those really overly themed corporate like conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're just terrible. Which everybody is here for. Like, it's just like, it's like if you made a prostate press release with a frat party like yes they're awful and kelsey grammar's on stage announcing their new box which is a round box Ooh, it's a sphere um and so um junior and tulip end up dressed up as the sphere to get through the crowd and sneak up into the elevator to get to the helipad where they encounter the penguins yes and the penguins are trying to get the baby who's in a pram, like, to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. They just got to sleep. they're bad at it. And, like, so Tulip and um, Junior jump out of the elevator, ready to fight. And the penguins are like, shh. And they point at the baby and, like, do the sleeping hand motion. And they're like, okay. So what proceeds is, like, this comically Super quiet, silent, uh, fight. silent fight. Battle. And I have to say, this was the funniest part of the movie. Because, like, mm-hmm. at one point, somebody gets stabbed with a fork, and it's like, ah. <laughs> and they, like, pick it up and, like, throw it at another penguin who, like, puts a pillow over his face. Where the fuck did he get a pillow? Who knows? Who knows? And, like, screams into that, and you can barely hear him. And, like, it's all this thing. Great. Silent fighting. Like, I really want to institute silent fighting it was as a, a thing that thing. my family does when they fight. But at one point, um, Tulip and... Junior see this box of bells and like throw them into the air and as the penguins are scrambling around trying to grab the bells to keep them from hitting from the ground. From ringing, yeah, so that the baby doesn't wake up. They steal the baby and take it back to the elevator and so by the time the penguins like kind of catch the, all the bells and go they look and they've and the got it and the door is wide-eyed. Wide-eyed and the door is closing and they're like so mm-hmm. um, they take the baby down and they have to go through through Storkon again dressed as a bee as a sphere. Just as a sphere with a baby now. But um, they get spotted. They do. And so there's a big chase where they eventually escape to the baby factory. Yes. And 
So they like threaten, like there's a couple later letters sitting around mm-hmm. and they like hold them over the slot where you drop the letters to make more babies. And they're like, so help me. I will make more babies. It'll be a whole thing. And you have to deal with that shit. And Hunter's just like, I mean, and like, I'm, I'm willing to kill a baby. I'm willing to kill, I'm willing to kill multiple many babies. babies. And so Junior's like, okay, well, that's obviously not working. So he hooks a tube that goes to like the bin of lost letters. Mm hmm to the machine and it starts sucking letters in at an industrial scale and just just making squirting out so many babies so many so many babies they're all militantly cute they have different colored hairs yeah and so like all these babies are coming so first off where how old are these letters at least 18 years old i would say because tulip was the last the last baby they were supposed to deliver, and that was, like, the beginning of the end for delivering babies. Right. So these letters are just, like, dead letters from, like, right. people two right. decades ago who are like, it would be nice to have a baby. Right. If you wanted a baby 18 years ago, would you be, like, totally chill with getting a baby now? I wanted a baby 11 years ago, and I don't want a baby now. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. I can't it'd imagine be, that. It'd be real... I wanted to, yeah, yeah. I had I had a baby of my own volition like eight years ago. Yeah, that's about... And I'm still like, ooh, boy, that would be like starting over. Nope, nope, hard pass. Like, yeah. can you imagine like your baby going to college and being like, oh. I do have a friend where that is their story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a mom and dad, you know. Dropping the last kid off the college, you're like, so I guess we're empty nesters. And the mom was like, about that. Turns out. Turns out. And that's how you have like extra yeah. bonus baby. Bonus babies. Was it? Menopause? Yeah. So like all these, all these bonus babies. Yeah, like that would be frightening. Right. Um, like who even knows if you're with the same person? Like. You're not the same person. Yeah. Like it's just yeah, a it's, lot. It's interesting. It's very interesting. And um, the pigeon goes out to like shut it down. He gets in like this little drone that he can pilot. And, like, drives it towards the machine, which he gets whacked by a piece of the machine. Shot out a window. He hits this plane that has storks in it. First off, why are there storks in a plane? Right, storks can fly. They don't, they need, don't a plane. need a That's plane. the whole point But maybe of this. they get tired. But the storks, as they fall out of the plane, um, trigger their parachutes. Mm-hmm. Also, why? why they do, have wings. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, it's a whole weird thing. Uh, and Hunter comes into the, the like, baby factory like wearing a robot like he's a giant mech robot he's like fine i'm just gonna tear this all down and kill all you and all these babies and we'll just start over again mm-hmm. uh and so they have to fight him um which ends up with hunter's robot like caught in the sport cables that hold up the factory to the side of this like precarious mount crumpet looking thing right right it's like a yeah it's a very pointy mountain that just like the factory is just like lashed to the one side yeah like imagine like tying an aircraft it do- carrier it to the side it doesn't of, seem like, like the devil's tower. best option it really seems to have been the worst option all points considered yeah. like i would not have done it that way but i guess you do you right uh and as he's like wrestling himself out, um, the warehouse like cable supports start to like pop out, mm-hmm. and and tip. all the all the warehouse is gonna slide into the ocean. And then like the little baby birds come out. Yes, the little squishy squishy birds. Right, that Kelsey Grammer has been using as like sports equipment this whole time. He's like, "Good, you're here. Help me out." And they're just like, "Fuck no. you." 
And so they end up grabbing one of the golf clubs he had been using to, like, do little birdie drives. Mm -hmm. And, like, whack the last rivet holding it in place. And it collapses. Of course, Kelsey Grammer, like, reaches up and, like, with his dying, like, grapple hook, Mm -hmm. grabs the piece of concrete that Junior and Tulip and the baby are on and yanks them down. Junior, like, manages to grab them with his busted arm. Right. And, like, fly them up into the, back up into the baby factory. And he's like, I am in tremendous pain. Like, this is really bad. Right. And it's like, you saved us. And, and also. He's like, I mean, you're my family. Like, how could I not? Yeah. And so, like, it's a really good wholesome movement. And, like, Junior gives this whole, like, inspirational speech of, like, we have all these fucking babies. We got to get rid of them. Right. We got to bring them to their families. It's we got to do this. This is what storks do. This is our sacred calling. This is what we do. Let's get these babies out. And all the storks are like, yeah. There's a whole montage of like delivering all these babies. Right. All these, all these babies to these very happy couples. Who to the tune of everything I know where you are. Right. Even though they wrote this letter like... 18 Fire years ago, the name. Yeah. they're totally chill with getting a new baby. But, like, all of the babies in the, or all the families in the montage are, like, 20-something. They're up. all young. They're all young. They're all hip. They're all cool. They're all, like, very varied. Like, a lot of ethnicities and mixed right, ethnicities. Right, right. But they're all young. Like, none some, of them are, like, literally, some, like, 65 years old. And they're, like, uh... I was here for the representation. There's, like, a couple little, single... There are a couple single folks in there. Like, mm-hmm. at least one single mom and one okay. that I didn't really catch, like, what gender the that's good I'm, I'm here for like multi-gendered there were there were also uh single gender like families like mm-hmm. where you go like oh that's like two dudes and that's like two ladies like, that's good i'm here for that too yeah which i guess a stork would be very convenient for that sort of situation absolutely but, yeah. get on but, that like, stork everybody's super cute and super skinny but and, young and young young and like trendy tattoos which i guess like again gattaca that's right. what you like that's the target demographic for tailor-made babies right like is the young rich urban mm-hmm. like elite yeah. So maybe that's what we're seeing. Maybe. Maybe. Storks are just for Gattaca babies. Mm-hmm. And so they finally get, like, get to Nate's family with right. their baby and are like, hey, we got it. Like, you got to sign a couple things here. Like, this is great. Here's your baby. And Like, also, like, she's real special to me. So, like, be good to her. And as he's handing the baby over to the parents, like, he has a whole flash of, like, birth to death. Of the, or birth the wedding, really. Right, of, of like, this baby, like, growing up. Riding and, like, a doing, bike. Doing their first steps and doing ballet and, you know, like... Going to Walking her down the aisle. <laughs> like, this whole, like, montage of, like, this is what it means to be, like, a dad. Kind right. of, almost. Right, He was, like, I'm really gonna miss her. I'm gonna miss her, but, like, take care of her and be good. And... Right. There's then, a moment... Where, like, this is where the dad's like, so they delivered to the front door. Yeah, I guess we didn't need the whole, I like, guess we didn't need that whole, like... Abolishing the house situation. Yeah. And, like, as they're flying, or as they're leaving, um, Junior's kind of having the feels, and also... Uh, Nate. Nate's like, I asked for a brother! Right, I asked for a brother. And they're like, do you want to try to feed her a bottle? And so he goes to feed her a bottle, and she, like, uh... Like, arm, arm, foot, foot, like, kicks it away. And he was like, oh, ninja skills. Because that was part of his letter. It was like, yeah. the baby needs to have ninja skills. <laughs> yeah. And so then we cut to another doorstep. Mm-hmm. And it's Tulip and, and it's her parents. Tulips. And on the reverse shot, you see 
all of the storks behind her watching this because they all know her. Like she's kind of a she's right. She's a she's a she's the collective like factory kid. She's like the mascot almost mm-hmm. of of the storks, and so they're waiting to see how this works out. Also, all the wolves are there, and I have no fucking clue why. How they're the there. wolves got there? Why yeah. are they interested in this situation? I don't know. Um, the little baby, I would understand. Yeah, but, but she's gone. She's with Nate and his yeah. family. So she rings the bell, and the door opens. And it's a whole family of redheads. Yeah, first it's the dad. He's got, like, red hair and a red beard. And then the mom pops around the corner. She's got, like, super red curly hair. And then, like, yeah, every inch of the background plate fills in with more redheaded people. Right. And, like, of different ages. And, and you're she's like, like, okay. And she just kind of goes, Dad? Mom? And then there's, like, this massive group hug of, like, all this redheaded curliness. And then you're right. like, oh, yeah, she's definitely So even though they ordered a baby 18 years ago, and this 18-year-old shows up, they're like, you're part of us! Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of the end of the movie. Like, Right, and she was like, hey, Junior, get in this hug. Like, you're also part of my family, even though you're a stork. And also an asshole. Right. Uh, maybe he grew a little. Maybe. I don't know. He, he's a dynamic character. I mean, Andy Samberg often plays a dynamic character. It's true. No, he doesn't. He has real teeth in this movie, though. Like, so much teeth. You're really obsessed with teeth for this Guys, movie? the teeth in this movie are, like, off the chain. Fair. So, uh, and then we go out with the, uh, it's not rap credits, it's Lumineers credits, because this is a hipster movie. It is. It Very is. much. Yeah. So... But there's a montage of baby photos. There from, is, like, of all the babies being delivered to all the various... Uh, yeah, again. And, then, and going up. And it turns out that they're all, like, little snapshots they're putting on, like, this giant cork board mm-hmm. of oh, all like, the babies happy that are families. Delivered. Yeah. Because, you know, so you're not a do. happy family unless you have a baby, right? Yeah. <sighs> I have feelings. Yes. Anyway, so what do we learn from this movie? Except a lot about teeth and birds. Like, teeth and birds. But that's not really the bird. I mean, it just caused me to Google many things about teeth and birds. And it, I'm enlightened. Yeah. And frightened. I mean, like, birds used to be dinosaurs with teeth, but then they decided, like, to go full beak instead of, like, teeth beak. Which, like, I feel like they really should have kept teeth beak. Like... Teeth beak has definite value. You want you want to know something really frightening about birds? Yes. Okay. This is why we don't. This is why we put our kid disclaimer at the front of this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> birds have. So coming out of the dinosaur phase, we yes. think birds pretty much all had penises. Okay. But many birds do not. They lost that ability. Like, they just Is they it the got same cloacas. time that they decided to, like, not do teeth? I don't know if that's really or not. I haven't done that research. Okay. Uh, but some have gotten it back, and maybe some never lost it. Like, there's whole different, like... Multi-species multi, craziness. It's, like, crazy on determining whether or not a bird will have a penis or not. Also, they're not XY chromosome for male. It's, like, a whole different... Like, there's a Z chromosome in there. Right, right. And it's, like, super fucking bonkers and i'm just like birds are crazy i love it biology is weird and great it is fantastic and i'm here for it and like i'm just like why am i googling this on a tuesday afternoon like i just fell down like a whole bird penis rabbit hole Mm -hmm. and it's fascinating if you have time like i'm not doing it justice because i'm a very drunk right but also google some bird penis maybe don't (laughs) 
Like, get home. Get somewhere comfortable. Yeah, and just investigate. And just do some some self-exploration on bird penises. And if it awakens anything inside you, I'm sorry, I but mean, also maybe you needed that. Whatever. Like, so there you go. Uh, just adjust. So, bird teeth. That's one thing we learned. Mm-hmm. Um... Thinly veiled, like, things against misogyny kind of get muddled up whenever you have multiple writers that maybe didn't get the memo from the first half of the movie and I start mean, doing other things and, like, literally call an establishment the baby-making factory. Right. Like, it's really weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. It's kind of, I... People who wanted babies 18 years ago still want babies regardless of current situation. And are now, like, just 22. Right. And you just stay in stasis until you have a baby. Yeah. Like, you it's part of that, like, old. delayed onset adulthood. Like, right. you don't... I mean, You're not honestly, really an adult until you have a baby. The Ugh. years I've put on since I've had babies are, like... But also, like... Equal number of years since like pandemic. Yeah, well, so, I mean, so apparently, like having a baby is equally stressed to like a global societal meltdown. I would say yes. Uh, yeah, I'm not arguing. I'm like, look, about the same same. Oh, it's about same same. So those of you that are living through 2020 slash early 2021, yeah, it's like you had a baby. It's kind of like you had a baby, but yeah. like as a person who had a baby, I can say with authority, it's not a far it, off. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah. You needed a team. Mm-hmm. It was really a lot. Time of is crazy, night. and you yeah, don't team, understand. Yes, and you're like, how could have? How could this much of time has passed? And also, like, so much and so little. And, and also, time is fluctuating. Weird. Yep, that's true. It's wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff out there. So yeah, that's not yeah. that's not a bad analogy, really. And uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Like this movie was just kind of meh. Always. Kelsey Grammer is evil. Always. I mean, most of the time. I don't think I've ever seen him in a thing where I'm like, he's not evil. I mean, I have to get back to you. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer, if you're listening and you have many concrete examples about where you were not evil, I am interested. I mean, he wasn't... Please tell me. He wasn't super evil in Frasier. He was a bit of an ass. But right, like, but he was always not decent. No, no, he was not great. Right. He wasn't the redeeming. Like, Frasier's dad was great. Frasier's brother was great. And you're like, Niles? why am I watching this thing about Frasier? Frasier's Niles an ass. Niles like, was, like, do not, fucking I neurotic. Do not, but he was entertaining and enjoyable. Well, he was also damaged from his, over, like, living in the shadow of his older brother. And right. also probably some, like, sexuality question issues. Right, right. Like, like there was, like, whatever, a whole lot of psychological whatever. stuff like, that he was... I, I liked through, him as a didn't person. Have space to do so. <laughs> and I did not like Frasier as a person at all. Well, I'm, yeah, all I'm saying is like Niles probably in a, in a, if his brother wasn't a col- like colossal asshole, would have probably been great. would have been a really good self-actualized individual that right. would have been Maybe. a lot of fun. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, like David Hyperius actually seems like a pretty decent guy. I mean, he, I don't, I'm not saying that Kelsey Grammer isn't a decent person. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. But I, but, I do see Niles, like Niles in a supportive place would probably have been just david hyde pierce like right. i maybe. feel like maybe who is actually seems really who fun seems and doing okay mm-hmm. i again i might get letters but yeah but i don't know like <laughs> grammar is always evil said chabob is evil <laughs> yes <laughs> everything he voices is like not great uh who's he in that um arcadia the He's the, like, main ogre. Yeah, he's like a main ogre. He's okay-ish in that He's one. supposed to be good, but I don't trust him. But he has a twin brother who's evil. He was also his voice. 
<laughs> See, so, you cannot trust him. So there you go. So it's a whole thing. Um, I don't know. It was okay. It was okay as a uh, movie. It was not great, but I don't hate it. I definitely will not recommend it. Right. Um. So what did we learn? The emotional labor of women in the like, ho- like homonormative gender conforming stuff is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Also, like corporate America slash corporate, corporate America's bad will, for families. Like, roll over <laughs> traditional femininity for productivity and profits. Mm-hmm. Like that's true. Yeah. So I guess that's part of it. Maybe. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm not. I'm not here for it. But, but I mean, uh, I, sure, I, sure. That's a like I, I see thing that. you learned about this movie. Yeah. There you go. Danny Trejo will continue to make children's films, and mm-hmm. I'm glad he got paid. Yes. Also, Andy Samberg and Kelsey Grammer and Key and Pill. I'm glad all of those people got paid in this movie. Jennifer Aniston's in this film. Jennifer Aniston is in the movie. She plays the mom. Yeah, like, so everybody's, you know, everybody got a paycheck for this film. Good on you. Good job. Good, Good job, job getting Hands paid. Up. I'll, you know, I, I did a podcast, which we get, like, nothing We from. get, we do not get paid, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll we do it. it for fun and love and Both. not money. Yeah. <laughs> right. So with that. Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.